Welcome to Dolly Shares, a show where Dolly Howard shares her experiences, thoughts, and emotions as only Dolly can. This is a pre-recorded presentation. Good morning and good afternoon and good evening to those who are in afternoon and evening listening. This is um, September 5th. It's Thursday, the day after Hurricane Dorian left, finally left our area. Although it was relatively quiet when Dorian was here. Hi, Amber. You're listening to Dolly Shears. I'm Dolly, of course. I'm just lying here in bed. It's 7.10 in the morning. Annette went to work. She left here at what time was it? It was a little after 6. And uh, then about 6.30 I heard her coming back in. And so I called to her and she came and she said, Well, they had been told to bring their laptops home. Because they work off laptops. Because <clears throat> the company she works for it was afraid that their building was going to blow away because they're right there by the uh, Atlantic Ocean on A1A. I think that's the name of the street. goes along beside the ocean. And uh, she had forgotten that she had brought it home. So... She had to come back home. She almost was at work, remembered, and then had to turn around and come back home and get her laptop. Well, I was laying here kind of half in and half out, my different thoughts going this way and going that way, and I was talking to God, and I wondered, why in the world is she sick? So... I was so glad it was just that she forgot her laptop. So she's hopefully back at work now safely. Well, at work safely. <coughs> we only have one, two entrances and exits in the house now because, of course, we're still shuttered up. It'll take the guy at least a week be able to come and get us unshuttered because so many people are shuttered up and that's uh, part of his business is shuttering and unshuttering people so he's going to be very busy for a while bless his heart so we have the back door that's open that goes from the kitchen to the pool and I and then we have the garage we can get in and out of. And we, she finally figured out the code again. We had known the code for the door, the garage door, but then we forgot. And then she had to look up the paperwork to figure out how to unhook the uh, electrical mechanism that opens the door so we could do it manually. Because we thought we were going to lose electricity through the storm. But the only time we lost electricity was 20 minutes before the storm even got here. And we don't know why. There were 90 of us who lost electricity at that point in time. And... Uh, we had lost it a few days before, like a, a brief um, two-minute blip before, and then when 
TVs came back up. We have direct TV now. The one, the box in the bedroom is a little box, and uh, the TV came on, and I could manually change the channels, but I didn't have the guide or the DVR, uh, the words on the screen. I didn't have access to that stuff. So uh, I couldn't see the guide, and I couldn't see what I had recorded, and I, so I couldn't play my recordings that I had recorded in my bedroom. But thank God it worked out in the living room. It's just when the power came back on, my box didn't get those features. So I called DirecTV, and... and the guy promised me, after we went through our gyrations, to, so he could test it from wherever he is, and he said, there's nothing wrong with it, and I had unplugged it, and plugged it back in, and did the things he told me to do, and, <coughs> and he said, okay, it'll come back up in a couple hours, um, because the box is little and it takes forever to load all that information. So I said, you promise me? He said, I promise. So a couple days later, it still wasn't there. <laughs> and that's when 90 of us lost power again. So we came back in the house and... Um, because Annette and I had gone out and sat beside the pool with our feet in the pool, our legs in the pool. And so we came back in and I thought, well, I'm just going to try the TV and see if I have those options. Oh, be darned. It worked fine. They came back on the screen. I saw the words. And uh, it was all fixed up again. So, uh, I, God, well, I don't know if God did it, but somehow, 89 people had to be without power, as well as us, so that my TV could re reboot itself, <laughs> so direct TV box could reboot itself. And I could have it fixed. <laughs> Those poor 89 people. They're probably wondering, why did I lose power? But I didn't know how to tell them. It was so that my direct TV box would reboot. <laughs> at least that's the way I look at it here in Valley World. <laughs> so anyway... I had that to be thankful for before the storm so that I could flip back and forth easily here on my TV to uh, watch the different weather channels, of course, and my TV programs I had taped because the weather people got pretty boring. They were so... I just don't understand people, y'all. I don't understand. The weather people get ecstatic the worse the weather is. They just, I don't understand how their lack of compassion for the people who are involved in the bad, bad weather. The one guy, you could almost see him drooling. He was so excited, thinking that it would get from the Cat 1 to a... Well, first, thinking that it'd become a hurricane rather than a tropical storm. And then every c category it went up, he'd get even more and more excited. I thought he was going to give himself a freaking heart attack by the time it got to Cat 5. Good grief. <coughs> And then Annette had told me 
that people at work told her when wherever Jim Cantore from the Weather Channel uh, is sent to cover the storms, that's where they get hit the worst. So I was watching the guy who was sent here to Melbourne. I live in Palm Bay, but Melbourne uh, and Palm Bay abut each other, and we're right on the border of where Melbourne and Palm Bay come together. We're on the Palm Bay side. So anyway, they had sent one of their reporters to Melbourne. And they had one at Cocoa Beach, which is just up the street from uh, Cape Kennedy. And Cape Kennedy is just up the street from us. And then Daytona Beach is up from Cocoa Beach. And they had sent someone to Daytona Beach. And then down south, they had someone at Vero Beach and Jupiter. And Stuart. So I was watching the guy at Melbourne. And uh, I'd been watching him for a couple of days. And then I woke up one day and they were showing Stuart. And there was Jim Cantore. And so I called to Annette and said, There's Jim Cantore, Annette. She said, Where? I said, It's Stuart. She said, oh, my gosh, that means the storm's coming right in at us. I said, well, they've been predicting that all along, that Melbourne was going to be a landing spot for it. And so she got a little rattled. And then she calmed herself down. And uh, he was very calm to start with. As you're watching him, because it was, it was, uh, there wasn't anything going on weather-wise. Even the water wasn't all that riled up at that point. And then, as the storm came closer to us, the water got more riled up. White caps and all that. Big waves. Uh, and then... I turned it to the Weather Channel again later. I think it was the next day. Dorian took forever to uh, move. And the, the day I turned it on and Jim Cantore was in his goggles and he had rain gear on and, and boots and... Oh, he was all excited because um, the ocean had got itself riled up and it was up. Uh, the waves were coming over the storm wall. <laughs> and so he was just so excited. His arms are flying, his legs are flying, his mouth is yapping, and he's just... Because the storm was getting worse. And I thought, boy, he should be an actor on, in Hollywood. Not Hollywood, Florida, but Hollywood, California. So uh, then I thought, no, then he wouldn't get a regular salary. Being a weather person who is one of the bigger uh, characters, I can't think what you call them. Uh, he'd get paid good money and he'd have a regular salary versus when you go to Hollywood, you get paid for whatever you're in. So anyway, that's the Jim Cantore story. He was very excited for a few days. But it wasn't as bad as what they were saying because at first... When Dorian was just hanging out over the Bahamas. I mean, literally, just hanging out over the Bahamas. They were showing that Dorian was going to be so bad that it would cover the whole state of Florida. 
and uh, they were showing where it would hit the hardest, and, and uh, so we were all preparing, and it was very nice. People were not as frantic as before, but by the time Annette got out of work last Thursday, and she got out of work early so that she could come home and start preparing, helping to prepare. And she stopped at the, had to stop at two stores, Walmart and Publix. Walmart's shelves were pretty empty, and so she had to go to Publix for what she couldn't get at Walmart. And Publix shelves were pretty empty by then, too. And that was just Thursday before, days before the storm came in. <laughs> days! <coughs> we didn't get hit with it until what day? Let's see. It left us last night, which was Wednesday, Tuesday. I think it officially... I was out in the ocean across from Melbourne on Monday and kind of hung out and, and moved very slowly through Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night. It officially was past us. It was up in Daytona. And so, no. Monday it came in, Tuesday it was here, Wednesday it was here, yeah, and Wednesday night it was officially moved up to Daytona. And I gotta say, they were so, the weather people were trying well, they did, actually. They worked their fear porn on a lot of people. Not so many as they wanted to, because people handled it pretty darn calm this time. Even though they kept saying, Oh, it's the worst Cat 5 we've had in so many years since 19-something or other. 30s or 19... I can't remember. I'm thinking it was in the 1930s. It was either the one or two of the worst, the first one or the second one of the worst storms. But actually, by the time it got here, it was a Cat 3. And oh, Amber, get off me. And, uh, it wasn't that bad. It was very quiet for a hurricane. I have never... Ouch! Amber! She's crawling on me because I'm laying here on bed. She thinks I'm fair game. Um... But anyway, it was the quietest storm. Hurricane. I have ever been in. And it very, well, it hardly rained at all. Just gusts. Every once in a while we'd get a gust of rain. And wind. But the wind wasn't that bad. Seriously, folks. It wasn't bad at all. The ocean side, the those who lived along the ocean, of course, got it worse than what we did. We're kind of inland. <clears throat> Excuse me. My voice is waking up. <laughs> My throat is waking up. Um, this storm for America, for the USA, was not bad. It, especially the way that they were saying it was going to be. 
there we're gonna be devastated yada 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 everybody get afraid send out those energies of fear porn energies well, I didn't have any fear and neither did Annette and, and the people she knew from work they weren't afraid I mean, we just prepared and we were ready so I don't think that there is as much fear generated as what the people who live off the fear energies wanted. It was kind of a bust for them. <laughs> they only got a little fear. <laughs> Which is wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, but uh, the Bahamas... Holy cow, those two islands that it were affected so awfully have almost disappeared. I kept wondering, what is on those islands that somebody wants to destroy? I mean, I felt like the storm was natural. I, it didn't feel tinny to me. Um, and so I really, really felt like the storm was natural. But hindsight, I'm wondering, when has anyone last seen a storm that didn't move? I mean, it just stayed right where it was. The thing didn't move. I mean, like, I don't mean in the circle that it goes in. I mean move from one place and go north to another place. It just stayed right there and beat its storm itself right there. Devastating to those two main islands. And... And I kept wondering, why isn't the storm moving? It, 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 I didn't know. And then, after, as it was sitting out from us, across from us at Melbourne in Palm Bay, um... I started thinking, well, it's only going a, f a few miles an hour. It was going like one mile an hour for a while, and then it picked up to two. And The more north it went, the more it picked up in speed. <coughs> Moving, movement type. But the cat went down, the category count. Uh, so... It wasn't quite as bad as it moved more north of us, even, or when it got to us and moved north. And so I really wondered why did the Bahamas get so much damage? Well, one of my friends one from Australia sent me this video where the person was saying how China has bought up a lot of land in the Bahamas and how they have a lot of uh, well, I know what you call those I used to plan the layout for the glass windows and doors. What are they called? The trailers. Some ice have trailers. Well, uh, they they have shipping trailers. I'll think of the right word in a while. Those big things that you load stuff up to ship either by train or 
where they load them on big ships. And so anyway, there's a whole bunch of those that got blown around in the Bahamas. <clears throat> and the guy was showing all that and talking about China and and saying that there were things on the Bahamas that that were naughty. I, I don't know how to say it. And maybe somebody was trying to clean the island up. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. But it sure did get messed up. I don't know about cleaning up the the bad parts of it, but it sure did get clean, get messed up. So, no, Amber. Oh, you're driving me nuts, girl. We aren't even out of bed yet. Here, under here, she has to be covered up, and I have to help her because she has trouble. <clears throat> anyway, so when I saw that video, I was thinking, wow, is there a way that man could have kept Dorian over the Bahamas in those two islands especially to mess him up and then sent it on to the U.S., but didn't let it go on land. Kept it out in the ocean following up the coast, but didn't have it go on land. Nobody on in the States got hurt from that storm. It didn't come on land. But it sure as heck devastated those two Bahama Islands. What are you doing? Amber, go play with your sister somewhere. <sighs> so, I just had those thoughts rolling around in my head this morning. After Annette left, I couldn't get back to sleep. And I've been thinking about him for what, since Dorian was here. Well, coming here even. And I just really was thinking about them this morning, especially after I saw that. I saw a couple videos where they were talking about it. And I was thinking, I really feel so bad for those people that live there. Not the rich people, because the rich people have enough money they could fly off of there any time they wanted to and be safe. But the poor people who, who were born and raised there, and, and they don't have a bunch of money, they wait on the rich people, they, they couldn't get away from it. I mean, they're stuck there. And that was, that was just really scary for them. It really, really was. So I was feeling bad for them, but a couple people I know were saying, well, if they're silly enough to, they know that these storms are coming in and they're silly enough to live there, then they weren't feeling quite so bad for them. But, but see, I'm thinking, I'm not thinking of the rich people who can get off there. I'm thinking of the poor people who can't. <laughs> <clears throat> so, I've heard so many different things from different people about the Bahamas. But then I was thinking about how the storm did not take out the state of Florida like it was predicted. It didn't come on land. We got the bands 
of it, like B for boy, A and D for dog, S, bands. The wind, the rain, we got that from the storm, but we didn't even get that very bad. At least we didn't hear. Now those along the coast probably did have damage. I thank God, and I thank to God the whole time. We didn't really have damage. Probably wouldn't even have had, well, actually, we wouldn't have had to have the shutters put up, but we didn't know that. We thought we were going to be flattened. <laughs> we had a great chance in being flattened. Um, so, actually, Hurricane Dorian, two us right here, Annette and me, was a very easy storm to go through. It didn't even act like a, our regular thunderstorms. Our regular storms that we have, we go through a season where we have a storm every day. I mean, it comes and it goes, maybe an hour's worth. But the thunder and lightning is so scary, and the rain is torrential. <coughs> we didn't have that with Hurricane Dorian. So that's how easy of a storm it was for us, and I, I'm very grateful. Once again, we're very blessed. But I just wanted to throw out there the thoughts that I was having about it. Um, that was a strange storm. Strange storm. Predicted to be so devastating, and it was to the Bahamas, those two islands in the Bahamas. It was Terribly devastating. I don't know if they'll ever regain all the land that they had to start with. I don't know. But they're really going to have to. If they can. I mean, there's so much water on the lands now. They'll have to rebuild if they're going to. It's going to be all different for the Bahamas. For us, it's kind of just another storm. It was exciting for a while. Another storm, and and it was one that we can all recover from. If for those who had damage, um, it could have been so much worse. Is what I'm trying to say. It could have come on land and done a lot of damage to people. Not just their properties, but to people. And it didn't. It followed along the coastline out in the ocean. I, I'm still amazed by this storm. And I didn't... I didn't feel... Uh, Yes, yes, you're back. I didn't feel this. It didn't feel like other hurricanes I've been through. Uh, I don't know how to explain the feel. You, you know that it's out to get you. You have the, the storm is saying, I'm going to blow the heck out of you. This storm... I did not have that feeling. Not at all. By the time it, it, it got out in the ocean by us. <coughs> and in my mind, this will go down to be the strangest hurricane I've lived through yet. <laughs> Who knows what will be in the future. But this was really one of the strangest storm hurricanes I've lived through. And, and 
I'm very grateful uh, that it skirted the coast of the U.S. and didn't hurt anybody. Well, didn't devastate the U.S. like it was predicted it would. So enough of that thought. It's over now. It's over in my world, in Dolly world. Thank God. Um, let me see how much time. I don't even have my glasses on. I can't see anything. Hold on. I gotta get my glasses. I didn't do anything but grab the computer and my headset. Uh, oh, I did 35 minutes of the storm. <laughs> okay, so now I saw that there was another storm coming off of Africa, but I don't know what it's going to do or be up to. So uh, we're debating, should we leave? the shutters on or should we have them taken up and if the other storm does come in then we have to pay another hundred and twenty dollars to have them put back on it's gonna cost a lot of money because it's a hundred and twenty it's ten dollars a window indoor to put them on and then it's ten dollars each to take them off so, we're in a quandary right now. We don't know, uh, should we have them taken off? Or should we wait it out to see what the other storm might do? <laughs> we don't know. But I think I would at least like the front door taken, shutters taken off so we can use the door. Um, thank God the the back lanai door from the kitchen wasn't on so we could get in and out there I like to be able to see I did not realize just how claustrophobic I am until the guy had the shutters on everything and then I told him no please I told Annette really and she told the guy take the shutters off of that uh, kitchen lanai door. <laughs> then I felt, oh, I could breathe again. <laughs> well, I, kn I knew I was claustrophobic because I don't do too well in elevators. I, whenever we, I have to ride in an elevator, I always talk to the people who are in it with me. I always. And by the time we're getting from one floor to the next. People are laughing and talking with each other. Unlike what they usually do, they usually stand with their arms real tight to their body. They don't want to touch it. Next person, you know, the person that's standing next to them. Well, I don't allow that to happen when I ride an elevator. We get to laughing and joking and having a good time on the elevator between floors. So that's how I compensate for my claustrophobia in, in elevators <laughs> and if I'm on an elevator all by myself I have to take deep breaths I talk to the angels and that's how I get from floor to floor <clears throat> um, I'm wondering since since the last Dolly shares and Dave and the posse and the spirits were asking for me to ask you all, whoever would, uh, to make your places where you live safe havens for them. I'm wondering, did very many of you do that? I'm being told that more of you did it than what they had anticipated and they're very grateful 
for those of you who did make your house safe havens for them. Uh, and they're hoping that you're feeling that you're feeling I don't know how to say that I know what it feels like that you're feeling calmer or or uh, f fresher atmosphere around you I hope you can feel those feelings I bet you would know that you did if they went away because once once they settle in or they come and go come and go but I call it once they settle in once they start using your house as their safe haven and then they go away because Walt took them away for some experiment and they agreed with Walt, and they left me for just a little while. <clears throat> uh, like maybe ten minutes. <laughs> but I felt horrible when they had kind of left me. I, I was panicked. I was... I felt like I was all alone in the world. I felt devastated. I didn't want to go on living. I mean, it was that bad of a feeling. And then when they came back, oh my gosh, whew, I felt so much better again. So if you're wondering, once you've asked them to come in, if they're really there, and uh, if they all decide to leave you, you'll find out that, yeah, they were there. Because you'll realize the feeling around you has changed. And I'm hoping that you feel uh, the good feelings that the angels and the spirits bring in. And I know they have to be good because I told you, tell them only goodness can come in, no bad. <laughs> yes, for sure there. I hope you did it all that way. Made sure that only the good ones come. Um, so I, they're wanting me to thank you for doing that. I know some of you that did it because you've talked to me. I wish some others would uh, let me know. Like you can go into that. This Dolly shares in the comment section, or you can go into the other Dolly shares comment section and just let me know if you did it. Let me know how you feel. Um... If you feel anything different, any slightest little thing, let me know what your experience was like, I guess is what I'm trying to say to you. I'm really curious about that. But they for sure are wanting me to thank those of you who did it, who opened your houses to them around the world. And that's what they're saying. Dolly, it's around the world that they have done this and it is it's such a blessing to them that you have done this and they want you to know they very very much appreciate the blessing that you have given them by by making your house a safe haven for them Things are going on out there that we don't know. And they need a place to just come and be able to do what they need to do in safety. Like rest, recover, uh, make plans, um, 
communicate with each other about different things and know that they're in a safe place to do that. So they are very appreciative of those of you who have opened your house to them. And, and I'd like to give you all hugs, but I can't. They're going to be etheric hugs. I'm giving you etheric hugs. And I don't care how crazy people think I am. I know. I know what I know. And that's all that I know. <laughs> and if I am crazy, so be it. I'm enjoying life in my craziness. <laughs> I so am enjoying life. I can't, I, I don't have the, the right words in order to share with you my happiness. Oh my gosh, my freedom and my happiness that I've been experiencing. It's wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And I wish it for all of you. I do, I do. It, it came when I learned I'm okay. I'm an okay person. I, of course, go along the thought wave of my God, my source, my creator. I thank him that I finally realized, and I say he loves me. They love me. I believe in the Trinity, and I'm not ashamed of it. And I'm not forcing it on anyone else. You can believe whatever you want to believe. You can believe there's nobody if you want to. I'm not forcing you to believe anything. You have free will. It's up to you how you want to believe. But I'm sharing with you how I feel and how I believe. <clears throat> and how I got to the point where I know I'm okay. I know that God loves me, the creator, the source. I know he loves me. And it's humbling. I'm part of him. And I finally got to the place where I feel it. And it's wonderful. It's freeing. It really is nice. Ah. <sighs> Now, I don't know how I got on that again. I'm trying to think, how did I get there? Oh, I was telling you how good it feels to be me again. Again? I think I'm being me for first time <laughs> uh, in my years here. Realizing that it's okay to be me. And, and it's really nice. And you can be you. You can be you. And enjoy yourself. And enjoy your life. Now, if you're, if you're a murderer, and you hurt people, or... Or if you're just a nasty ass and you're out to hurt people, maybe you should reconsider what you're doing. Just a thought there. Because it isn't so nice to be hurting others. I, int I, uh, I have hurt others, but not intentionally. And it made me feel bad that I have hurt them. I didn't mean to. I can't imagine hurting people on purpose. 
how you would feel about yourself. Oh, Ow, you're stepping. Oh, she's making me nuts. <laughs> no, she's not making me nuts. I'm allowing her to bug me. That's it, Amber. That's it. So anyway, uh, I would hope that you're not a nasty ass in one way or the other, doing mean things on purpose. But uh, it's your choice. You have free will to do what you want. I try to do good. But I've shut myself off lately because now I'm afraid I'm going to hurt people. <laughs> and I don't want to hurt anybody. So I'm going to have to open up a little more. I need to work on that. See, I wake up in the morning and my thoughts go all these different directions. And that's why Colleen and Nancy and Christia encouraged me to do Dolly Shares because if I share what I am feeling, then others will realize they aren't crazy. Someone else has these different thoughts in their mind when they, throughout their lives, as they live day to day, hour to hour, minute to minute. You get these thoughts and you don't have anybody to talk to about them and you really don't want to hold them in, well... This is my release, and in my release, I'm sharing with others and letting others know you're not the only one that has these thoughts or, or not the, the same thoughts that I have, but have thoughts about things, and you're not crazy. Your mind is always thinking. It's very hard to shut a mind off. They say in meditation, oh, you should uh, calm yourself and don't think about anything. Some of them tell you, don't think about anything. Make your mind blink. Well, seriously? I can't make my mind blink. When I was meditating in a real, I sit down and get the candles and I music going and the, and I'm sitting there and I'm trying to meditate. I finally got to the point where I thought, well, my mind's going to think so. I am going to try to calm it down and think of walking through this beautiful field of beautiful flowers, smell the wonderful scents, and go through the forest, walk down the path, see the flowers in the forest. And, and smell the leaves and the dirt and, and the trickling. Hear the trickling of the creek or the river. We lived in Marco by the river. Hear the trickling of the river and smell it. Smell the water and feel it. So that's how I would try to get through my meditations. Now, I look at meditation as uh, differently. I don't have to do all the candles and the soft music and all that stuff. I can make myself, uh, put myself in a calm place wherever I am. 
I have to think about it first. I have to realize, oh, you're getting yourself all worked up. Settle yourself down. So that's when I go into what I call a meditative state. I remember the field. I remember the the trees. I remember all the smells and the fields and hear the birds singing and the water trickling. So I can remember in a second because I've done it, see. So I got it in my head, got it in my mind. So I can stop myself. I realize, oh, you're getting all in a dither again. Settle your butt down. Well, actually, settle your mind down. So then instantly I think those thoughts. And I deep breathe and let it out three times. And I'm calm. And i that's what I call my meditative state now. I don't try to force myself to get all the thoughts out of my mind. That's silly. How many people can do that, really? Chase. Well, I know I can't, so I shouldn't judge others. If you can do that, bless your soul. But I can't, so that's how I do what I call meditation now. I can do it in an instant. Just calm myself down. Sometimes, of course, when I'm in a really stressful place, it takes me more than an instant. It takes about four instances to get me calmer. (laughs) And I look around, and I think of other people, and what they're going through, and I th- that helps me to get in what I call the meditative state, my meditative state. So maybe that'll help you all, too. Uh, so this was a lot of just me waking up, thinking thoughts, that when I get busy and during the day, my mind doesn't think through, think like it does when it's first waking up. Of course, when I worked, believe me, I worked years. Um, sometimes I would be, uh, my mind would be all over, it, it would be all worked up. Uh, I got to get to work. I got to get up, get my shower, get dressed, get all this together, take it to work. Until I learned, before you get in that state, when you open your eyes, Dolly, stop and let your mind go to craziness. Let it go to the, like I woke up thinking of the hurricane. Let it go to something like that. So I'd set my alarm a half hour earlier so that I could lay in bed and just let my mind do its thing and then I could get up and run around frantically taking my shower and getting ready for work and get to work and make the coffee so I could have a cup of coffee. (laughs) But anyway, I hope mm, talking to you about how I have learned a different way for meditation. Maybe that'll help you uh, work through your meditation state so that you can instantly put yourself in a meditation and calm yourself down. Uh, I, I hope that you got that from what I said. And and I hope that you realize that the angels and the spirits you've invited into your houses for a safe haven, I hope you realize how thankful they are to you, how blessed they feel by you. They want you to to know that. So I want to share that for sure with y'all. I would like you to get that out of my morning musings. And uh, it appears that I have run out of my hour of Dolly Shares. <laughs> <laughs> 
so I'm going to end this and, and I think I'm going to lay here and enjoy the spirits who are here with me, the angels. They're very close to me right now because uh, of my sharing with you what they wanted me to share with you. And it feels so wonderful to bask in their love. I hope you all learn that. Take your time, and then you'll feel their love for you. Sometimes it takes time for you all to feel it. Sometimes people can feel it right away, and that's exciting. Uh, but as soon as you start feeling their love, and you'll know how wonderful it is that you've opened your house to them. So for now, bye-bye. You have been listening to Dolly Shares with Dolly Howard. Thank you for listening.